Good morning, Westridge. It's good to see you today. It's good to be here with you in person and online as we continue our series Reboot. Now, so far to this point in time, we've talked about rebooting the church, rebooting our faith, and last week, rebooting our purpose, finding out my why inside. Today, we're going to look at rebooting our commitment. So I thought I'd begin with a story about a man named Monty Roberts. Monty was a high school senior in San Ysidro, California, when he received an assignment from his English teacher that really caught his imagination. The paper was, what do I want to do with my life? So for some reason, that, it just excited him. And that night, he wrote a seven-page paper detailing his plans of one day owning a horse ranch. And he wrote about his dream. He, he wrote about it in detail, even cl- including a diagram of the 200-acre ranch with buildings, stables, and even a, di- a floor plan for a 4,000-square-foot house. On the, on the acreage. Two days later, his teacher returned his paper with a big red F written across the top of it with a handwritten note, see me after class. So he went to see her after class. He said, hey, what's with the F? She replied, Monty, your dream is totally unrealistic. You have no money. You come from a poor family with limited resource. Everything you described in your paper takes a lot of money, and it's not going to happen. I'll tell you what. If you will rewrite your paper with a more realistic goal, I'll reconsider your grade. Monty listened, went home to talk with his parents. He told them what he had heard and uh, what she had said. He assessed her words. He he, he considered her criticism. And a couple days later, he turned in the same exact paper with no changes in it. And he told his teacher this, hey, you keep your F. I'm going to keep my dream. Today, Monty lives in a 4,000-square-foot home in the middle of a 200-acre horse ranch. His paper sits framed above the fireplace in his living room because I believe, and what he shows me, is that there is great power in commitment to a dream in there. Now, over the past 18 months, many of us have had our dreams either interrupted or assaulted. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't need me to tell you about the things that have led to this assumption. But here's what I brought today. I brought a top... To illustrate what I think has happened to some of us during this time. Now, you know how it works, right? It spins and spins and spins. Many of us are cruising right along. And then as time stretched on and situations around us became a little more convoluted and a little more complex, we began to wobble. And the momentum began to run out. And we found ourselves abandoning some of the very things that once brought strength and vitality to our lives. You know what I'm talking about? The message today is for all who have felt that wobble. And here's the verse I want us to focus on with our time. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I love that promise. You see, I believe there are connections that will yield strength and endurance And friends, we get to choose who and what we connect to. So today, rebooting our commitment to the things that will help keep us upright, spinning forward with momentum. You see, sometimes we just need to hold on to what really matters. A few weeks ago, Darren kicked off this series with a message on rebooting the church. And in that message, he talked about the Herculean effort it sometimes takes to get back into the, going to the gym. Now, I'll be honest, prior to the pandemic, I went to the gym about three times a week to, uh, to lift. 
But that all stopped in March 2020. And until recently, I had not been to the gym for 18 months. Oh, it was open, and my weightlifting partner was still going, but I had a multitude of excuses for not being there. I mean, it had been closed for a while, and of course, when it did open up, I didn't want to be in an enclosed place to catch COVID. And I also knew that the longer I waited, the more sore I was going to be when it got, came back to lifting. Okay, so there was that, that, was that uh, physical excuse. And then, of course, there was the time excuse, because it amazed me how my schedule increased to fill in that gym time I used to have every week. And the simple reality, what had once been a very healthy, normal part of my life, simply wasn't convenient anymore. It became an activity that got in the way of my schedule. See, when it comes to rebooting, though, uh, <laughs> I recognize the choice is really left in our hands, isn't it? No, no one's going to force us into getting back to doing the things that once brought satisfaction and health. So three weeks ago, I made my way back to the gym. Thank you, Darren. Uh, I know it surprised my partner when I showed up, and sure enough, it was painful that first week, and I had to make adjustments in my expanded schedule, but it felt good. And I'm now in the process of rebooting a habit that helps me. So let's talk church for just a moment. You know, I was part of a think tank at Wheaton College a few weeks ago, and one of the speakers talked about what he's uh, describing as layered disengagement. He studies churches, and he'd studied thousands of churches during the uh, 18 months, the past 18 months. He noticed a pattern that be, has begun to take place, and it's emerging. He said a third of the people in the church during the pandemic stepped up, and stepped up their involvement, stepped up their giving, and, and it was good. A third were still hanging around. They were attending, but they were waiting to see what was going to happen as a result of everything that was taking place. It's the other third he said he was concerned about. Because that was comprised of those who prior to the pandemic came to church maybe once a month, once every six weeks or so. And his statement for this group, I don't know if the church will ever see them again. Because being there wasn't all that important to begin with. And that was sobering to hear. I mean, I oversee the starting of churches here in the region. And trends like this are concerning as Ignite begins, wants to start new families of Jesus followers everywhere around the, the region. Now, you know, the first couple of months of the pandemic were a challenge for most churches. Hey, we all scrambled trying to determine ways to connect and continue to help people. Technology was embraced. And, and uh, by the way, Western does a marvelous job of technology. Eric does a great job putting this all together. Video streaming, though, became a very valuable tool for not just connecting, but reaching out to new people groups. And it was good, and it continues to be a good thing. If I can just be totally transparent with you for a few minutes. Those first couple of months, lazy Sunday mornings for Darla and I were pretty fun. They really were. We'd sit on our couch, and we'd watch church. We watched Westridge. We watched our, our home church. I was able to see two or three of our new churches, able to reach out and, and see what they were doing and, uh, for me. But Sunday became a day of rest because typically I'm out and about speaking different places on Sunday morning. I mean, last week I was in Southern California. Today I'm here. Next week I'll be in Northwest Indiana. And the week after I'll be in Northwest Indiana again. I mean, that's my normal schedule. It was good for a while. But you know what I missed? I missed this. I missed this. 
the interaction and connection. And so when we were able to get back together, I embraced it, I, I, even with a mask on, because I realized something. I need this. Personally, I do. And I'll tell you what, I think we need this. Hebrews 10.25 puts it like this. Let us not give a meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So I, I have a cup of coffee with me today. Now, I poured this at the beginning of the service. I like good, hot coffee. But you know what's taken place with this cup of coffee over the past 28 minutes? It's okay. Here's the deal. The longer I let it sit, I like iced coffee, but I don't like lukewarm coffee. Do you? I, I spit lukewarm coffee out. See, when it comes to our walk with Jesus, I realize unless we remain connected to doing the things that build strength and vitality, we're like this cup of coffee. Removed from the source of heat. I've been tracing the spiritual journey of the Jewish people. I've been looking at the historical books of the Old Testament the last few weeks in my morning quiet time. (laughs) It never ceases to amaze me how these people go from being on fire to being off fire, be on fire and off fire. And it it all revolved around their ability and willingness to connect with God, doing the things that would keep them close versus walking away from them. I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago when the speaker said this, do you want to stay red hot as a follower of Jesus? He said, here's what you do. Stay in the word, stay in prayer, stay in fellowship. And I listened to that and I thought, brilliant. That's exactly what I want to talk about when it talks to, to embracing our commitment. See, when it comes to being red hot as a follower of Jesus, Refuse to being satisfied with just getting by. The question is, what do I need to focus on? Let's go back to that verse. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, I read this verse and I realize God's watching. He's not watching as a a cosmic cop ready to catch us doing something wrong. I think God's watching then he sees it when he sees the things that he delights in, he says, Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. He's constantly on the lookout for people who are all in and following him. There's a story in the New Testament uh, that Jesus that shows us what God's like when it comes to watching. One day Jesus was watching people put their offerings in the boxes outside the temple. One lady, a poor widow, put in two copper coins that were worth less than a penny today. And this gift was the one that caught the attention of the master. In fact, he called his disciples together. He said, guys, guys, come here. Look at that lady. They would have seen a poor widow lady. Jesus said, she's a superstar. Because everybody else in this region is putting in out of their abundance. They're just giving God a token. This lady gave everything she had to live on. Jesus said, she's all in. That's what catches the attention of the master. I don't think it's any different today. I believe, personally, I believe that God kept his promise to that lady. I I think he took care of her because she trusted him. So when it comes to rebooting commitment, what choices propel us in a positive direction? What choices keep us rolling and moving? At the think tank, I also heard a statement 
that Jeff Bezos made from Amazon about these times. Here's what he said. I'm often asked, what's going to change in the next 10 years? He said, that's a good question. But he said, there's an even better question that I'm almost never asked. And that is, what's not going to change in the next 10 years? What's going to be constant and immediate? See, when it comes to rebooting our commitment, I believe there are really two distinct areas. And these two areas, if we practice them, will build our strength spiritually. And they they always have, and they always will. And the first is vertical commitment. It's spending time with the Father. Now, this is an individual choice we make. It requires taking time and making an effort. And when it comes to getting, when it comes to things getting in the way of spending time with God, let me tell you, you may know this, there are always going to be distractions. There's always going to be reasons why we can't do it. I was talking with a minister friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. He was telling me how disconnected and out of touch he's been feeling. He said, I'm kind of tired. He said, I want to finish well. He's my age. He said, I want to finish well as a leader. But he said, right now, I'm kind of lost. I don't know what the next step is. So I asked the question, I said, what's God been telling you as you spend time with him? And that's when he said this. Well, that's probably part of the problem. He said, I've not been spending time with him. I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been praying. I said, okay. Well, here's where I think we need to start. I have a flashlight with me today. This is a special kind of light because it charges on its own. It has a little panel here that collects light and charges. It also has a handle on it. And as I spin the handle, look, it gets brighter, doesn't it? Okay, It's all dependent on my strength and energy, right? What makes it work, makes it run. Now, here's what I realized. My buddy was sitting in a state of powerlessness because he wasn't spending time. He wasn't letting the light affect him, and he wasn't doing the things it took to build strength and power inside. And that morning as we talked, I just shared a couple of things I do. I said, this helps me stay connected. It helps me stay strong. I talked about what I was reading. I'd been reading through the book of Ecclesiastes. That point. I'd been, I read the Ecclesiastes for about six weeks because Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived, and he had some insights into life. I've been reading that, and, and we had a good discussion about the need to get back to doing the things that build strength inside. We prayed together, and we're going to continue to meet together. I'll be honest, I don't have it all together. I really don't, guys. But I do know where the power to push through is going to come from, and it's not from me. It's vertical connection. That's another reason why I really appreciated what the podcast had to say when he said, Stay in the Word. Stay in prayer. See, what's not going to change in the next 10 years? These simple, practical, spiritual exercises that anyone can do. Any one of us. Reading the Bible and practicing prayer are not for the spiritual elite. They're for everybody. Anybody. Anybody can access power through the Bible and through connecting to the Father in prayer. So the first commitment to pay attention to is that vertical connection to the Father. And then there's a second one, which is the horizontal connection, spending time with our spiritual family. I still remember being apart from our two oldest grandchildren for six weeks back in May and April. I want to show you a picture here. Okay? Two on the left. I still remember showing up to their house unexpectedly after six weeks of being apart. 
And I still remember their, their expressions of disbelief when Grandma and Grandpa pulled up into the driveway where we'd just been talking over FaceTime for six weeks. And their feeling of joy, and I'll tell you what, I cried. The one on the right is our newest. He turns one on Wednesday. Okay? What joy. You know what I realize? I need time with them. Okay? Time with them fills me with something I don't have when I'm apart from them. I need my family. And I believe the same thing holds true for us as a spiritual family. We need this time together for our health and well-being. And just as spending time with the Father brings daily power into our lives, being together with each other recharges our spiritual batteries. Now, I understand when, when physical concerns or health concerns limit our ability to meet in person. It's important to be wise. What I find it hard, harder to understand, though, is when we're okay and we've simply fallen into the habit of allowing other things to get in the way of being together. And I wonder what that says to the Father. See, I go back to my experience with the gym. It's so easy to allow my schedule to overflow with things that push out. Other things are important. I, I meet with our church planters every couple of months. We had a recent meeting where the theme was refreshment. We, uh, we told funny stories from church planning experiences. We, uh, we uh, played many golf together. And we ended the meeting by, by eating together where more conversation was shared. I had several of the guys tell me afterwards, said, man, it is good to be together simply to have some fun. I said, yes, it is. And they also questioned me, why hadn't everybody shown up? And I said to them, I said, listen, some guys think that they're just coming to receive, and, and they just don't want to take time to do that. And I, I tell our guys and our, and our ladies, I said, it's not so much what you miss receiving when you come, if you don't come, it's what you miss giving to others, your wisdom, your experiences, your help that other people need. And if you don't show up, you can't give what other people need. Friends, I, I love Westridge. I love this church. It's a very special church. I, I visit a number of churches with my job. And I'll tell you what, what happens here each week, the music, the experience, it is top notch. But you know what fills my heart with joy the most? It's relationships. It's the conversations we have with, together that, that touches my heart and, and, and it winds my life for the days ahead. So here's what I want to ask you to do. Let's make a commitment to not miss these times easily. For Sundays not to become a throwaway event. So remember, we come to give. We come to give our focus to the Father in worship, but we also come to give each other encouragement, strength, and help as we gather together. So when it comes to rebooting our commitment, where do you need to focus? I know where I need to focus. And I want to ask you to consider your commitment in, in these two areas. First of all, the vertical commitment. What are you doing each day to tighten the connection with the Father? You know, if, if you're already reading the Bible or listening to the Bible, taking time to pray, good job, keep it up, because you already know the strength that pours in. Now, if you're not doing that, if it's not a habit, or if you've dropped the habit, I want to encourage you to pick it up. 
And, and you can do it this way. I've talked about this before, but the 15-minute rule, hey, read or listen to the Bible for five minutes. Think about what you've read or listened to for five minutes. And then talk to God for five minutes about how you want to plug into what you've learned into practice today. And that'll help. That'll help. See what happens as you tighten that connection. And secondly, the horizontal. First of all, I want to thank you for being here today. Now, on your tables around you or, uh, or out on the, there's I left a, a box or a, a, a basket filled with these, there's coffee beans, okay? So if you have one on the table in front of you, you can pick it up. If not, pick it up afterwards. Now, I like coffee. I like coffee strong. Now, that bean you're holding there, is a, it's a good, strong coffee bean. Now, here's a question. If you grind this up, this one bean, and you run water through it, what are you going to have? Well, you won't have strong coffee, that's for sure. Okay? And if you take a couple of these, it's still the same thing. You won't have strong coffee. But I'll tell you what, if you gather all these beans in this room together, and you grind them up and run hot water through it, you're going to have something worth drinking. If one bean doesn't cut it, and even a few beans make it tougher, but you get a bunch, well, you know the magic that happens. Hey, guys, we need each other, and this time is important. So I want to give you an assignment. If you know others who are not here today, why not reach out to them in the week ahead and invite them back? See, all, sometimes all it takes is the, the, right, the right invitation at the right moment, and rebooting can happen, and this is something that we can do to help others. We all need strength that provides endurance. And we get it as we renew commitments that brought vitality to our lives in the past. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. See, our Father pays attention. And we will never regret choosing to hold on to Him. He is good.